so today I will be discussing another aspect of our fight back. And, and as the COVID-19 crisis deepens in the U.S., you know, increasing unemployment rates, housing instability, the crippling of an already impacted healthcare system. And with little to no clear direction from our federal government about how they intend to deal with the crisis, as well as the ramifications that have already impacted so many lives, the system is exposing itself for what it really is, right? So instead of adequately responding to the crisis, the U.S. government is increasing anti-China bigotry. Corporate media continues to pump out racist headlines, pondering about how to hold China accountable for this pandemic, while the leader of this so-called free world, President Trump, referred to COVID-19 as the China virus. And this is not only racist, but has violent ramifications. This blame game simultaneously scapegoats China by diverting the attention of the American people away from the failures and mismanagement of the U.S. government while simultaneously whipping up anti-Chinese racism and hate, further justifying war and military aggression with China. And this should tell us something about the priorities of the government. The fact is, the lives of the people suffering because of this crisis under the bloodthirsty U.S. imperialist system is not a priority. The government is scrambling for what feels like scraps to allocate for the people, while corporate CEOs and the ruling class remain unscathed by this. Workers classified as essential are not guaranteed safety, hazard pay, or, or any kind of relief during this period. And the burden of this crisis unsurprisingly falls on the backs of the workers who run this country. You know, this week I, I saw a headline that said, quote, coronavirus has secured Jeff Bezos as the world's richest person, end quote. Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, who didn't pay any U.S. taxes despite hoarding obscene amounts of wealth, secures this title as workers of Amazon walk off the job, demanding better treatment, pay, and protection. And we know that Bezos has more than enough wealth to provide for the demands of the workers. And in fact, the wealth that Bezos is hoarding doesn't even really belong to him. It, it belongs to the workers who run Amazon, who created the wealth. And so why are the working people dealt with a measly one-time $1,200 check if you, if you even qualify um, when a small percentage of Bezos' wealth alone could provide adequate relief for the people? We live in the richest country in the world, home to the richest man in the world, and we should be more than equipped to deal with this crisis. Yet, China is to blame. So it bears repeating that COVID-19 again, was first diagnosed in December of 2019. And instead of preparing for this crisis, the government and corporate-owned media callously capitalized on this crisis to slander China by chalking up their measures as draconian and that this was the fault of the Communist Party. Um, the consequences of the shallow and racist association between the virus and China as a country had its impact on the Chinese community around the world um, especially in the U.S. almost immediately. Um, as of now, over 1,000 cases of anti-Asian hate crimes have been documented since March, and those are only cases that are documented. And this is a direct result of the propaganda campaign, as well as the president's racist references to the coronavirus. Asian Americans here at home and the people of China will pay the price of this propaganda machine 
driving further war and demonization. So we reject the anti-Asian racism that is rapidly increasing. And the answer to the crisis is not by scapegoating a single country or a single group of people. The answer is to hold the US government's feet to the fire and demand what is rightfully ours, the right to housing, healthcare, employment. And during this time when we need to quarantine and social distance, we demand the right to adequate relief until this is over. And on Wednesday of this week, the Washington Post reported that actually the first recorded US COVID-19 death uh, didn't occur in Seattle late February, but now occurred as early as early February in California, according to autopsies done by medical examiners. This means that many, many more deaths and exposures caused by COVID-19 took place earlier undetected without any proper protection or prevention of spread. The virus may have spread in the US undetected as early as January, while the government did nothing but sit on their hands and point fingers at China. And now that the US has become the leading nation with the most number of cases, with so many more people going untested, why did the US government uh, spend all of its time inciting hate against China and the Chinese people instead of preparing for this crisis? And both Trump and Biden, who, you know, Biden is now the presumptive presidential nominee for the Democratic Party, they're not competing with each other about who can best handle the COVID-19 crisis, but rather who is tougher on China. That's what they're competing about. And while the U.S. continues to hit record highs of cases and deaths, uh, and while workers who are deemed essential are, are forced to work without decent conditions, and while states within this country are still debating about their so-called freedoms and sheltering in place, the two people who are on the ticket to lead this country are instead deeming China and then China, the number one threat of this country, when the actual threat is the war-driven imperialist system itself that has no regard for humanity whatsoever. So we in the Party for Socialism and Liberation reject the rising anti-China sentiment in the U.S. and the propaganda drive towards war. The U.S. is threatened by China's development and rise as a global leader in the modern period, which is challenging the US's empire, US empire and its domination for the world, of the world. China has successfully defeated the virus in its own country. And after months of rigorous quarantine and testing, many cities across China are now reopening. We actually have a lot to learn from China. China, along with Cuba, have provided aid to dozens of countries around the world by sending personal protective equipment and medical expertise on COVID-19. While the US government is unwilling to work collaboratively with China to defeat the crisis, it's only ramping up COVID-19 scapegoating of China. Again, why is this the priority of our leaders? So our fight back must hold the leaders of this country responsible for this growing crisis that currently seems to have no end in sight. It is not the Chinese government that's responsible for our for-profit healthcare system, nor is it responsible for the unprecedented economic crisis of unemployment or housing. It's not the Chinese government that's responsible for the lack of preparedness um, that our country has, has displayed. So again, our fight back really needs to expose the US government, including its shameless and reckless drive towards war. 
the U.S. government has shown even during this crisis that the number one priority is to further its imperialistic war drive, not only with China, but Iran as well, right? This week, Trump just tweeted about shooting and destroying Iranian warships. So our demands must include an end to U.S. war propaganda and aggression. And while the government gives us crumbs they call relief for the working people of the U.S., the military budget remains afloat to continue its war exercises. The taxes we pay in this country, which, which should be dealt, used to deal with the, the crisis at home, not to fund war. So the job of corporate-owned media really is to sell and justify escalation of war. And, and a recent poll uh, that I saw showed that upward of 70% of Americans really do believe that China is to blame for this crisis. We are in a situation where any neutral or any positive comment made about China or its handling of the crisis can discredit you. And the further this rhetoric remains unchallenged, the closer we will get to destructive global war. And without a firm resistance against this rhetoric, war seems more and more inevitable. And this is why we in the PSL stand firmly against the U.S. imperialist agenda. Another part of our fight back also must be to unapologetically reject racist attitudes associating COVID-19 with Asian people. When we see racist attacks, we must stand up and expose these sort of crimes. When we hear derogatory comments, no matter how innocent, made uh, about Chinese people and China in general, we should reject and challenge those narratives while also exposing the fact that the U.S. government is much more interested in furthering its war aggression rather than providing for the very pressing needs of the people. We literally have nothing to gain from war with China or from the racist campaign waged against Asian people. So we have a deep responsibility as a working class uh, here in the belly of the beast to resist the racist U.S. war drive and to struggle and fight for the needs of the people. And in order for our fight back to win, we must embody internationalism. After all, this pandemic is a global one. Only cooperation and global solidarity can we guarantee an end to this crisis. Thank you.